fucking prediction i want on the books all right welcome back once again to the organic football podcast guys it's tnf it's thursday night football we're watching the game we have the Bengals at the browns a pretty good game so far uh, i've been interested some uh fantasy studs are coming through for their respective fantasy managers this week it looks like putting up some decent scores so let me go ahead and introduce my co-hosts and I'm going to start over there with you, Brad. Tell me how it's going. Week two has begun. And are you excited about this episode, man? Touchdown, Cincy. And of course I am, man. I'm excited about every fucking episode. That's a silly question. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've been actually very impressed with this game. I didn't think it was going to be that much of a good game. And you've seen good sides on offense, good young quarterback play, and also good defense. So been fun right on and rich check in over there with you man yeah we got a lot of stuff to talk about with week two man so uh tell me what you're thinking going into this weekend i'm thinking i'm happy got out of week one with a victory looking forward to week two i got myself a big matchup with the the big dog in our league who came out and put up the number one points first week so it'll be good test for my team and hopefully they're ready i'm i'm interested in this thursday night football game man it looks like it's going to come down to the wire now 28 23 baker's going to have the ball with a chance let's see what's let's see what's going on it's about six minutes left so that's 51 points exactly we're at 51 right now huh yeah just throwing that out there hmm. what's up with that what do you mean what's the over oh it's 43 and a half oh jesus i thought it was 52 nah 43 and a half squash that going into the fourth quarter oh Nice. That's a nice feeling. Yeah, you got that covered now, man. Now you're playing with, what do they call it, house money? That's correct. <laughs> I, I'm on the house money tonight. Actually, yeah, I did yeah. a little I did a little play on Cincy, too. So Cincy plus six, so that that got me right into the range now. They're within five. So good intro, and uh, I think, think we're fucking ready to go, huh? How are you doing, Mark? <laughs> you, you ready for week two? I am ready for week two, man. Uh, you know, I'd hopefully going to be able to pull it together and get myself a W. Uh, never want to start the season 0-2. That's a tough hole to dig out of, even though it can be done. Uh, you don't want to be in that spot. So uh, I'm hopeful that my team will uh, step it on up, and, yeah, we'll get into all that stuff. So, yeah, guys, uh, I mean, we were talking about this Thursday Night Football just podcasting experience while we're doing it. And, yeah, it's a little bit of a thinking outside the box, you know, it's – we kind of came up with this idea, and it's been pretty fun so far. So we hope the listeners are enjoying it, and we'll be checking in on the game while we uh, update you guys on what's going on in week two. So let's go ahead and get into it, guys. First game I'm going to start with, and, you know, we selected uh, five games here, some choice games to talk about. Obviously, we don't got time to talk about the whole NFL slate, but one that I identified as a big game is Denver going into Pittsburgh. So I'm interested to see what the Broncos do. They really could have won in week one. Uh, they kind of gave it away at the end there. Pittsburgh just looks strong. So I'm expecting more of the same in Pittsburgh and a strong defensive performance. What are you looking at, Brad? Well, being a Pittsburgh owner, I have to say I'm looking forward to this matchup because I do think that they are going to just shut down the run game. I mean, Saquon Barkley, everyone knows, is very physical, very talented. And they held him to six fucking rushing yards. Like, mm -hmm. that is insane. 
Yep. Ben Roethlisberger had nine. That's insane to me. So I think it's going to be smash mouth football. I see, I see like a 2017. I see Denver hanging in there and then uh, Pittsburgh just pulling out at the end. So that was the good little stat of the week. The Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger out rushing Saquon Barkley in week one. <laughs> I like that. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Some beastly numbers. Uh, But, no, yeah, I'm looking forward to this Smash Mouth game. It should be fun to watch. I I don't know if a lot of people, especially in fantasy land, are are into all the uh, Smash Mouth, but I'm still a football fan myself. That's where I originate. I like football first and then fantasy as well. So when it comes to watching this football game, I'm excited. I, I like to see defensive plays and we should see a lot of that on this field. These are some prolific defensive stars and defensive teams. So I look forward to that. Offensively, I've been on the Drew Locke train a little bit, and I, I like what I see from him, but I do think this is going to be a tough matchup for him. So tough matchup for him, tough matchup for the weapons of Denver as well. You know, I noticed that Philip Lindsay seemed to come down with a little bit of a turf toe injury. So, you know, common sense would say that Melvin Gordon's going to have a nice elevated role in that offense pretty much be the number one back on Sunday but the matchup he's drawn at Pittsburgh uh, not a whole lot to like there although I do think Gordon will find a way to get in the end zone this weekend what do you think Brad yeah get like 12 yards probably (laughs) (laughs) no I'm just kidding uh no I do think he'll get more than that I mean that's just impressive six yards I don't care what running back you hold him to all game but I do think they will be shutting him down I see him getting about 50 60 yards and if he gets a touchdown, it's junk. So I would say bench Gordon this week. Do not play him against Pittsburgh. And I do see that, Mark, you bench Fant. So I guess you got to kind of feel the same about that. I did, man. I uh, I opted to go with Austin Hooper on this Thursday night matchup. Uh, cross my fingers on that one. I, I do believe Noah Fant is going to be solid all year long. But this matchup at Pittsburgh and, you know, Drew Locke, I think this defense might rattle him. So that's where my head went on that one. Yeah, and I'll tell you, um, we did see that Juju has a little bit of a knee injury. So just a little heads up, something to monitor through the week. It doesn't seem like it's going to affect him, but just still something to monitor. Sometimes you'll get those early week reports. They'll come out and they're a little positive. You get to Friday and you see a more negative report. So it's just something to keep an eye on, uh, keep an eye on his health there. Other than that, everything, well, James Conner, sounds like he's going to be good to go. He had a full practice today. So keep an eye on it still. He is a high ankle injury but something to look at but he is uh projecting as as playing on sunday so good news for mr brad smith as a james connor owner i will let you know that i will be sitting him this week i am not trusting that ankle sprain let him go out first quarter give me shit points and then put me at risk so i will wait to see how it holds up in a week i've got jonathan taylor luckily fills in that spot so i'm just gonna risk it so i'll bench it for one week you got wide receivers to hold up, I think. That I have. <laughs> Running backs is what I don't. Brad, you know that old Bruce Arian saying, man. No risk it, no biscuit, buddy. So, yeah, risk it, man. I like biscuits. And so, Brad, did you have – you already gave your pick on that, Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh by three, 2017. Pittsburgh, and I got Pittsburgh as well. I think they'll, they'll pull out a win. I think it'll be more of a grinder game, more like a 21-17. But, yeah, I'll be I'll You're be gonna say 2016, actually. Correction, 2016. Oh. 20, oh, 20, 20 to 16. 20 to 16. Okay, I say 20 to 17. Yeah, one touchdown, three <laughs> field goals. Definitely, definitely 16. Definitely. 
Rain Man over here. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Jeopardy, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, Rich, I'll go ahead and take Pitt, man. I'm seeing it like right. thirty to thirteen. I think they're gonna stomp Ooh. them. So stomp cakes. Yeah. Okay. I could see that All actually. Right. I won't be surprised. Move on to the next game here on the slate. And I think this is the Sunday night football game, if I'm not mistaken. Your New England Patriots are heading to the West, the Pacific Northwest, up to Seattle. So it's Patriots Seahawks, and this is just a big game. You know, what is Cam going to do in week two for an encore? And, you know, being in that stadium, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, he's played there before, obviously, but that is a tough place to play even without the fans and a tough defense uh, that he's going to be going up against. So, Rich, when you look at New England going into that game and the offensive side, uh, what kind of game are you expecting? Real quick, Kareem Hunt just got a touchdown, so it looks like uh, Cleveland will wrap up this game. About three minutes left here. So I think that's Kareem Hunt's second touchdown of the night. Yeah. Dude, is it weird to me, but I think they're using Nick Chubb the entire first half. And they seem like they've used Hunt the entire second half. It's kind of beat him up in the first half and then dash him in the second half. Well, I think in that first game, you saw a different game script where they were behind. Um, so they, it was, it's almost as if I, I think you're going to see a mix no matter what. I, but I, I do see what you're saying. But game script is is going to kind of depend on that. But you can see uh a blowout loss they had him in there and now in a closing it out capacity they've had him in there so that's a good sign for a kareem hunt owner a nick chubb owner i mean i'd be a little stressed on that a little bit he had a good night but it's something to be concerned about i mean you saw it last year mark you were involved in this backfield it's kind of shaking it's shaking out just like it was last year so i think i talked pre-draft and i thought both of these guys had their values um, you had to hit the right value to get Chubb at the right value, but I thought Kareem Hunt was a nice value at where he was going. Yeah, man, and I just wonder, I mean, after Kareem Hunt, a performance like this, that's going to be a hard guy to keep on your bench. He was probably on most fantasy managers' benches this week, I would guess, you know, unless he, you threw him in your flex spot or something, but that's going to be a hard guy to continue to bench if he's putting up those kind of numbers. For sure. And I'll get back to where we were uh, before we broke away here. Uh, you had asked us about uh, Seattle, New England. I'm yep. definitely interested in this game. I think it's, I think it's going to be a fun one. I'm excited to see the differing styles here where they're going to run Cam Newton um, I want to see that up against the Seattle defense and kind of see how that plays out in their zone defensive schemes. I tend to lean towards Seattle in this case. I think Seattle has had Cam Newton's number for whatever reason. I think they bring a good defensive front for what he brings to the table. So I'm leading towards Seattle in the game. Uh, I think it's going to be some points that Seattle puts up. So I've got Seattle 30 to 20. I think those are pretty good numbers. I think uh, Seattle at home, very tough to beat. I think they uh, they see the Patriots coming in, and the Patriots have always given them a lot of trouble over the years. And they kind of seen this, like, wounded dog kind of coming in with no Brady. All the weapons are kind of out. So they're going to have to get to Cam Newton. Cam Newton's kind of new. They're going to pressure him, and they're going to make decisions. And I feel like they're going to win by 10 points. So maybe 27-17, something like that. But I think you're spot on, Rich. One thing I'll say on the other side of the ball for, for that, uh, Brad, I might be a little concerned with Stephen Gilmore being on your guy DK this week. Now, I know DK is a beast, but so is Stephen Gilmore. That's something to look at this week. He's probably going to be shadowing him and probably going to do a 
fairly good job of it this week. I, I project DK to have a little bit of a downturn this week after great performance in week one. Yeah, I have uh, AJ Brown dealing with some uh, knee injury. So I'm going to just roll it out with DK and hopefully he gets the touchdown. Nice, man. And uh, as far as the fantasy impacts, you know, with a guy like Chris Carson, are you foreseeing a good game for him against that New England defense? Yeah, actually, I think that uh, he'll have a decent game. You know, 80 to 100 yards with a touchdown, so... 14, 18 points, somewhere in there. I see Chris Carson having a nice day. I think they'll look to run that mix of pass and, and run. They they did lean towards the pass in week one, and we saw them open it up finally with Russ Wilson, and I like that. I like, I like what that offense looks like when they do that, but they still do pound the rock too. So Chris Carson will be involved. I, I, I see it like Brad. I see him about 80 yards and a touchdown this weekend. I'm going to throw an extra 50 yards in the receiving game. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Nice. All right, man. Yeah, I'll go ahead and, you know what, I'll take the Patriots in an upset, say uh, 24-23. Why not? Why not? Well, tell us why. (laughs) I mean, I was impressed in week one with what the Patriots did. So, you know, Cam is the kind of quarterback that can lead a comeback in the fourth quarter and secure a victory, especially utilizing his legs. So there you go. Okay. Joe Burrow's mounting a little drive here with about three minutes left. Still making plays. He just made a play on fourth down. He's he's looking nice. I, I think I was talking about it before we got on, Mark, but he's impressing me. I, I I have to eat a little crow on him right now and say that as a rookie in his second game, this is this is pretty impressive stuff from him, I got to say. King James even tweeted out saying he's special. <laughs> Big props from King James, I know. <laughs> what do we got next, Mark? You got another game for us? Yeah, man. Uh, let's go ahead and check in with this game. The New York football giants go travel to the Windy City, guys, and the Chicago Bears are waiting for them in that defense. So uh, the reason I chose this game, not just because I'm a Bears fan, I understand, you know, (laughs) some people might not think of this as a big game, but I want to see if Saquon Barkley can get more than six rushing yards. (laughs) I want to see if that's possible this season, so... Uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this game. But I, I do think the Bears' defense will hold him in check, but I would expect a much better performance out of Saquon in Week 2. I don't think you're going to get a, a great performance. I mean, he had a lot of yards in receiving, so I think he you're going to see just a mediocre day out of him. I don't see it's going to be anything crazy. I think some of his fantasy owners are going to start getting a little worried about paying that big hefty price tag if he's just getting these mediocre days. And I do think Jay... Jay might just hit that panic button if Saquon has another shit day. <laughs> I got a projection. I think he will at least double his rushing production in this game. Nice. Yes. Bold. <laughs> 12 yards. Bold prediction. <laughs> I think he'll have a little more room to operate this week. I did see Khalil Mack is dealing with a little tenderness in the knee or something this week. So um, something to monitor there, but – Interesting. Should be an interesting game. I'm definitely interested to see where Mitchell Trubisky is on that side of the ball. I liked what I saw in the back half of that game. Started to get a little more feet underneath him. Started to run. Start to see the field. So I know I know it's against the Lions, and the Lions kind of just choke job that one. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I did like what I saw out of Mitchell towards the back half of the game. He, he started to get it together. Now... It's a, it's a matter of putting it together for the whole game. we got to start seeing that from him. 
And if we do, then he could be productive. And this is exactly the type of trap game that the Bears usually end up failing in is, you know, they they should clearly beat the Giants. They're at home. The Giants are not going to be a good football team. The pass rush should get after Daniel Jones and cause some problems. But to me, this is exactly the type of game the Bears could lose or barely squeak by on. So where you guys come out, you think the Bears will be able to pull this one out, man? I'm going to say Bears 17, Giants 10. 17-10. I think I'm a little bit more scoring in this game. Uh, I do like both sides of the ball defensively. I, I thought the Giants were kind of impressive in their opening matchup against the Steelers. I thought they made some plays out there, to be honest with you. They they had a couple coverage errors on Juju, um, but if they clean that up, they're going to have a good game. But I do see a little bit of points getting scored. I'll probably go 24-17 Bears. I will go 23-20. Dub bears. Bears. Uh, bears. Dub bears. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. I'll order the Polish sausage and the knackwurst. <laughs> Next game, guys. And let's talk about this New Orleans Saints traveling to the Las Vegas, to Sin City, to go play these Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, I believe they're opening up a new stadium up there. Pretty unfortunate. They, I'm sure they were planning on having a huge opening celebrations, but I don't think there will be many fans there, if any. I'm not exactly sure, but the, it is a brand new stadium. It looks nice, and the Raiders were pretty impressive to me last week. Uh, I think they could give the Saints a run for their money in this game, but I ultimately think New Orleans will come out on top. I'm predicting a big day from some offensive weapons in New Orleans. Brad, where are you coming out, buddy? Yeah, I think the Saints are going to come bring it. Las Vegas, it's weird for me to say that. Uh, I think it's going to be a little uh, back to reality. Josh Jacobs, he's still going to have a great day, like close to 100 yards and a touchdown. But I don't think he's going to get anywhere near the beast numbers that he did week one. But, I mean, there's no reason to think he's not the beast back. It's just I think the Saints are going to bring it. The Saints, I, I think they're on a mission this year after those two years. So I think anyone getting in the way, they're just going to want to pound them. So You know, I saw a lot that I liked offensively out of the Raiders, and then I saw a lot that I didn't like defensively out of the Raiders. So I project some nice days out of the New Orleans weapons this week. On the other side of the ball, I kind of I do project, is, again, that Josh Jacobs will have a, a lower day. I mean, he's going to have a really good day almost every week this year, I think. I, I, I Coming out of week one, I don't like to get too hyped up, but this guy's a top five back. I mean, that's that's what he put on tape in, in week one. I think he's still going to be there. He might not be a top five performance this week, though. I think he could be a, more like a top ten running back this week just because New Orleans does bring it on, on defense. They do have a good defensive line. It, it, it is part of their game to shut down the run. So I still project New Orleans coming out scoring a lot of points on them. Uh, 34-20. All right, guys. And real quick, about the receiving core on both of these teams. You know, Michael Thomas came down with the ankle injury, so that puts Emmanuel Sanders as the number one. And Traquan Smith, if you're desperate out there and looking for a receiver, he might be a guy you could go with in the number two slot. And then over on the Vegas side, I'm just curious how this receiving core is going to shake out, guys, when it comes to Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards. They also have uh, Nelson Aguilar there. Is one of these guys going to emerge and really become, you know, a favorite target of Derek Carr and a solid fantasy performer? 
where you come out, Rich? Well, interesting you mentioned the, the injuries there. Henry Ruggs didn't practice today. So oh. tough injury for him to take because he, he looked really good in that game. Um, speedster, definitely running great routes out there. So I was impressed with what I saw. Sorry to see him getting hurt in that game. Got to catch that ball. I know he did. Burrow had a touchdown. He's got to catch that one. Come on, Green. Uh, Burrow is trying to drive him, get him back in this game to get it one possession, but I, I think he's out of time. There's only about 25 oh, that's past interference. Did you see him hit that hand? Oh, there's about 48 seconds, but they're down 12. So what were we on? How about the Raiders receivers? Raiders receivers. The way it shakes out, honestly, it's going to be tough. I think if Henry Ruggs is healthy, I think he's the guy I'm super interested in. Without his health, then it's tougher. I think he, he didn't mention Hunter Renfro either. Oh, yeah. uh, man, there, there, there's a lot of good wide receivers there, a lot of mouths to feed, and, and Darren Waller. So it's tough. I don't think any one of those guys, maybe absent Darren Waller, is going to really separate themselves as a receiver in this game. Uh, and then did mention the other side. I thought it was interesting real quick. We're just getting a lot of varying reports on Michael Thomas. I'm seeing reports of he could play this weekend. I'm seeing it could be a couple weeks. I'm seeing it could be till week seven. So this is just yeah. like a, a very strange situation to monitor very closely. Keep up with as much as you can. Yeah, originally I saw you had a high ankle sprain, and they said at least a few weeks. And, you know, they've been really tight-lipped with injuries this year. At least it seems like to me. I'm a Kenny Galladay fantasy manager, guys, and, you know, he came down with his hamstring injury. I've been looking through every article I can find, trying to get a little more information, and, they're just not giving it. I mean, he's just not practicing. He's got a bad hammy. That's it. So I really don't know what to expect out of that situation. And the Michael Thomas one, I agree, Rich. We're getting uh, varying reports on, on how severe it is. Which is strange. I, I, I don't get that. I, I, where are we getting week seven to he could play this week? So mm-hmm. a little strange. I think most of the time we get a little more directive from our reports and, and our practice reports. We're getting something clearer than this. This is just a weird situation for us. So something that looms over us as as an Emmanuel Sanders owner, a Michael Thomas owner, Drew Brees owner, even Alvin Kamara, we're all just kind of sitting back wondering what's going on with that. I think it's strictly a Belichick type move. He's hurt. They just want people to game plan for him, but he's not suiting up. Yeah, but I mean, you, you hear a report of possibly week seven. That's, a, that's where I get a little, what's going on here? Well, no, I think it's week seven. I think they're just downplaying it to try and get as many teams they can to prepare for him, even though they have no desire to start him, you know. So Joe Burrow got a touchdown to Tyler Boyd, onside kick, unsuccessful. Oh. Looks like it's going to be Cleveland wrapping this thing up about 35-30 right now. All those people covering. (laughs) All those people. (laughs) You're not alone, Rich. (laughs) I don't know. I I wonder how many people out there are taking – Cincinnati Bengals plus six tonight. I'm not sure where all the action was. And another loss by Cincinnati. That's on your way to only five wins. That's good. That's right. I have the over-under on Cincinnati this year of five and a half wins. You took the under on that? Under. Okay. Under five and a half. Under five and a half. Yes, sir. And uh, real quick, we'll give a little shout out here. I've got, uh, is it Levine? Levine? I'm not sure. Greg Levine? Oh, yeah. Greg. He is the uh, uh, member of our league. His team is Leave It on the Grass. Leave It on the Grass. He gave us uh, a follow on Instagram. I appreciate that. Oh, what a guy, man. Yeah, and actually I was going to shout out Greg a little bit later, but I might as well do it now because he was the team with the highest score. I think he put up uh, like 133 
uh, point something. And so, Greg, man, nice. Scoop that weekly payout. And uh, your name's atop the leaderboards this week one, man. But that's a good feeling for sure. So, hell of a week, my friend. He's got a good squad. Definitely looking good out the gate. He's got Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs. And so, he also uh, took that uh, epic performance out of week one as well. So, he's got Josh Jacobs in in the front house, in the leader. Hell yeah, man. All right, guys. Well, one more game to talk about before we get to the intermission, and that is going to be the Washington football team is coming out to the desert. They are playing these Arizona Cardinals, and uh, this is a really interesting game to me. After that, Washington's defensive performance in week one and how they just shut down Philly and Carson Wentz, I'm wondering uh, you know, how different their game plan is going to be for Kyler Murray and company. You know, It's just completely different offenses and quarterbacks when it comes to uh, Murray's mobility. So, Brad, I'll send it over to you, man. What are you seeing out of this game for these, these Redbirds? Well, I do think Washington is a good defense. I think they got some really good players, Chase Young and everyone. I mean, eight sacks in one game. I don't care who you are. It's still an NFL team. That's pretty impressive. But this Arizona team is much different than that Philly team. The offensive line is better. The mobility of the quarterback play is better. He can get rid of the ball quicker. Our wide receivers are better. And our defense is better. So to me, it's a lot different team coming in. And plus, we're not their division rival. They don't know us that well. So I think, actually, Arizona is going to kind of beat them heavily by 10 points or so, like a 23-13 type game. I see their defense want to prove something in this division, and they're just going to bring it. And it's going to be fun to watch. I see it as a tough game, to be honest with you. I like what Washington's doing both <laughs> – I like it. <laughs> I like what Washington is doing on both sides of the ball, though. You got the defense is clearly strong. I, I was calling it all off season. Uh, I saw that Mark went ahead and picked them up this week. I like that pickup, buddy. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that dinger on that one. Did you just ring your own bell? Yeah, I <laughs> rang my own bell. Just want to make sure. That's for me. But yeah, I, I think that's a solid pickup, even if you're not necessarily starting them this week, because it is it is a tough matchup for any defense, I think, this year. Kyler yeah. Murray and the Arizona offense is going to be a difficult matchup for defenses. You're going to have to really sit back and really monitor that situation when you are up against them and ask yourself if that's something you can really attack. I think it's one of those offenses that's really going to start to cook. I mean, we scored 24 points in week one, and there was a little bit of a struggle throughout that game. So as, as we start to click through this season, I think it's going to click up and click up, and it's going to be tougher and tougher to face have your defense face this offense. I do expect in the game, I do expect the Cardinals to win. I think it's going to be tougher, though. I think they Washington is undervalued still on both sides of the ball. I see a similar type of game here, about a 24-20 win for the Arizona Cardinals. Well, pass me the cup of Cardinals Kool-Aid because I'm about to slam it, man. I'm going to say Cardinals 31, Washington 24. And, yeah, I think it'll be a good game. And, yeah, Kyler Murray and D-Hop, I mean, what are they going to do this week for an encore, man? Because uh, they they got me up off the couch last weekend, man. That was touchdowns. Impressive. I'm going to say 10 receptions, 121 yards for 10 receptions. I like him for 10 receptions. I think he might go and get two touchdowns this weekend. He missed that one touchdown. I think they want to make sure he gets his first Cardinals touchdown in our building, even though there's not going to be fans. I think they want to make sure they get him that touchdown, and he might just get another. 
Real quick, Rich, do you think Pat P will be on uh, Terry McLaurin? That would be a pretty good matchup out there. I do. Um, I, I think he'll he'll shadow. And, you know, Terry McLaurin, I'm, I'm an owner of his, so it's something I've got to look at this week. But to be honest with you, Pat P, he, nothing but respect for the guy. I do think he's still a very good corner. I do think he still makes mistakes, though. There's a little lack of focus every once in a while in the games. So I, I think that Terry, if he's going to get one-on-one and get Pat P on him, I, I'll be honest with you, I think he's going to beat Patrick at least one time and, and have a big play this weekend. So I, I lean towards starting McLaurin, even with that shadow coverage. I got a quick question for you, Mark, and Rich. So you guys have both kind of like singing a little Arizona praise lately. <laughs> I've been singing a lot of praise. I've been pretty much their choir going around singing. Arizona Cardinals you, and shit. You always looked like a choir boy to me. I, dude, I was. Yeah. What's wrong with that? The off-tune choir. Okay. Your yeah. negative tone tells me that that's something bad. No. It's yeah. Great. Okay. But anyways, I, I digress. Keep singing. So anyway, so I'm, I've been singing this Cardinals praise, and now I hear you guys talking a little. I had them win in the division. What do you guys think? Where do you see them? Do you see them creeping up to second, third? Where you guys, you still see them last? Third. Third. One creep up, one notch up. What about you, Mark? No, 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 no. I did not say they were going to finish in last. I never said that. Oh, okay. I said they were third. I have not changed my opinion. Not changed. Okay. I think we all had the Rams in last. I had the Cardinals in second, I think, man. I had the Seahawks winning it, but I had the Cardinals in second, maybe with a playoff spot. I just want to keep revisiting this in like two, three weeks and see if anything yeah. changes because I do think it will. It's a good idea. No, I think, um, honestly, Seattle, from what I can see, cream of the crop in the division right now. Uh, even though we beat San Francisco, uh, I'm very happy to get a victory and get out of there. I do see their roster as as a better roster overall. Once they get their healthy wide receivers back, I do think – they will have the better overall roster. I do think they will perform a little better. I do think they have a little bit better of a coaching staff, that kind of stuff. So we're just – we're right there in the mix of the division. I do think we're a good team. I still think my early projections of battling for that last NFC playoff spot is about where we'll sit. Yeah, right on, man. I'm kind of on that same page with them. But don't get me wrong, Brad. I mean, to see them going to San Francisco and win, that got me fired up too, so. Hopefully they exceed my expectations is kind of the way I'm looking at it. But All right, guys, look around. We are now at the halfway point, Brad, if you just kind of look to your left real quick and then you're right. Where are we at, bro? We're in my closet. <laughs> All right, well, we want to make sure we do our signature herbal intermission justice this time around. We kind of had to breeze through it with all the fantasy talk on Monday, but you know, we're going to kick back for a few minutes here, and I'm going to send it over to you, Rich. Uh, what you puffing on today, man? Yes, I am here today. I am here to do our intermission. I've got a little bit of a backstory, if, uh, if, I, if you'll indulge me for a moment. I have a cartridge from California, a little bit of unknown origin, a little <laughs> bit of an unknown um, strain as well. All it tells me is that it is fruit punch. So I'll tell you that the last time I was in California, we got a cartridge while we were there and it was very potent. I, I found I found the California marijuana to be a rapid increase in quality over Arizona's, unfortunately. So <laughs> there are there are some nice some nice brands doing some nice stuff out here for sure. 
Um, but there is just a little bit of a, a step up when it comes to the California products. So this came to me through an intermediary. <laughs> uh, Mr. Brad Smith brought this to me actually from my father of, of all people. <laughs> my father, he, he wanted to give this to me the other day. And I said, well, no, if, if you have it, I get cartridges all the time. I don't really want it. No big deal. You hold on to it. And then today... Magically, Brad hands me the same exact cartridge. Funny story about that is I was doing some work for him, and he's like, "Hey, you need this, don't you?" And I was like, "I'm never going to say no to that." But uh, I actually didn't have a pen on me, so I brought it to Rich, and Rich is like, "Dude, this will be great for the show." And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> so this is for you, Richie. Rich. <laughs> so I'll give it a try. It's um, as I said, it's from California. I don't know the strain. It has a fruit punch flavor. Let's give it a try. See what it tastes like. See what it does. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like a little family heirloom at this point, man. I like that. You got to keep it in the family, man. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Gentlemen, that is some good stuff, actually. That's a fruit punch. The, you dipped into the mystery box. You pulled out the fruit punch, man, and <laughs> sounds like it was pretty dope. Did you see what his eyes just did? <laughs> like he just swallowed a bug. Oh, yeah, man. I'm pretty surprised at this out of a vape, man. Let me take another hit. <laughs> Save some of that for tomorrow, bro. <laughs> you know I'm going to be up editing tonight. I'm going to fucking... This is only a half gram, so it might be close to cash in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Damn. This thing is delicious, though, by the way. This is this is wonderful. I don't know what the strain is. I don't know what's going on. I know it's called fruit punch, but... It's fruit punch. That's the strain. And I feel like I took a punch a little bit here, so... I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, pictured yeah. this big strawberry, like, punching you in the face. Yeah, it packs a punch. Fruit punch. There was several fruit in the room. There was a grape. Yeah. There was there a are, strawberry. He's kicking you. Yeah, they're all over me, man. Yeah. They're all punching me, man. Fruit it's not punch, right. man. <laughs> Get it at a store near you. The fruit punch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was taking another. This is good, though, man. I like it. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Richard the second hooking me up i am for those who don't know i am richard murray the third and then my father is the second thank you for this you're definitely contributing well to the podcast he keeps dropping hints that he'd like to be on the podcast i said well you're not a huge fantasy football guy are you you know are you are you a big football guy no not really Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna, you're the optimal guest. <laughs> Bring a couple more cartridges. We'll talk. It, it sounds to me that the herbal intermission might actually be in his wheelhouse, though. So, uh, you know, he was never a big pothead guy, but um, he's kind of into it now. He'll, he'll he'll take he'll take a little bit here and there. He's he's got some body pain type stuff that goes on, so it's definitely good for that man. It's. It's what it's about. I mean, some people need it for a, a body thing, and and that's totally acceptable. Some people need it for their mind, and that that makes a lot of sense to me too. I've always said that it's it's my medicine for my mind as well. It, it helps me helps me stay even keel. It helps me stay focused. Helps me stay happy. Yeah, hell yeah, man. And it's it's such a change in culture from when we were coming up, man. It's crazy to kind of think about. You know, you think how it was back in the day, and I mean now it's it's it is recognized as medicine. It probably should have been all along, but hell yeah. Man. I used to wrap my weed in Febreze. So let's just <laughs> tell you how long, how far we've come. <laughs> little those little Febreze. Oh, the dryer sheets, you know. 
Oh, yeah. I would wrap my weed in there so in college dorms I wouldn't get busted by the RA. <laughs> You've come a long way. Yeah, man. I think back to all the makeshift paraphernalia and ridiculous inventions over the years, and it's like, goddamn. I, I remember that trick with the uh, the tube. Oh, yeah. The dryer sheets in yeah. there. You remember that one? Yeah. Paper towel roll. Paper towel roll, and you stuff it with the dryer sheets. That shit was clutch back in the day. You can smoke in your mom's house, man. <laughs> Don't worry, Mom. I never smoked in your house. Yeah. <laughs> I smoked outside your house. Never inside. <laughs> I can't say the same thing to my mom. She she knows she knows better. She came home one time. <laughs> There's about three or four of us out back smoking. Actually, no, we were in the house. Now that I think about it, we were in the house when we did it. She was supposed to be out of town. She told me she was leaving town, and uh, she wasn't leaving town. She set me up. She knew what was going on. Clever oh. girl. Lady, do you like a fiddle, bro? Easy, man. She had me easy. So she came home, and we're like, fuck, because you can hear the garage. So we 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 all book it into my room, dude. There's four of us, right? And we all just, like, curl up in our covers and our pillows and shit, and we're, like, sleeping. Like, we all just pretend like we're sleeping. Oh, no big deal, no big deal. And she just comes in, and she opens the door, and she goes, do you guys think I'm fucking stupid? And then just, like, <laughs> slams the door and walks away. <laughs> just like... God. So we uh, we discussed that the following day. So that was that was interesting, fun times. And now your dad is giving you weed, man. Literally full circle, dude. That's awesome. Well, we we do know that you know my dad was always the one on the cool side. Yeah. <laughs> no offense. No offense to my mother. <laughs> what were you saying about kicking a bong over? What did you say, Mark? No, I said, well, I was going to say, when you guys booked it out of there, at least you didn't kick a bong over and spill bong water everywhere, you know, before you uh, ran back upstairs. That sounds like something I have done or maybe would have done or, eh, I don't know. My, my memory's foggy back in the day, man. All right, guys, we are emerging into the second half of the show. And uh, real quick, we're going to hit some waivers before we get to the good stuff. The moment everyone's waiting for. They want to hear about the burnouts. They want to hear about the kind buds. And they for sure want to hear our pick for the Acapulco Gold because a couple of us came close to nailing it last week. So, All right, guys, uh, real quick, though, Rich, when it comes to the waivers, there is some important info we got to get out there. So where are we at on that, man? Uh, one of the big ones I wanted to discuss, it kind of ties in with an injury as well. We've got Chris Godwin, who's in concussion protocol. Um, so it's it's something to monitor that popped up on us this week. He's been in concussion protocol each day, no improvement. So it, it's trending towards him being out this weekend. I think I read before we got on that it's looking most likely he will be out this weekend. So that brings up a guy that we've discussed before, Scotty Miller. I think that's a guy to go out and get. Um, especially for this weekend. If you need a spot start, that's great. He's got to go get one note I did pick up watching on tape there. Scotty Miller plays on the outside. So as much as you might think he's the little uh, slot receiver, he does play on the outside. That's where he's predominantly lining up. Right on, man. We got anything else on the injury or waiver front we need to get out there? Uh, waivers, I mean, I would just say there's a lot of wide receivers still left out there. Running backs are kind of drying up for us. You, you're going to be looking into the handcuff section. Past that, though, there's some wide receivers. I really think people got to get out there and get them. Um, one thing to look at, too, Jamison Crowder's got an injury. Looks like he's not going to play for the New York Jets this weekend. I expect them to play from behind very much so in this game against San Francisco. Oh, yeah. 
I I would say that now is the time to go pick up uh, Brashad Perryman. I've been touting him as a as a, a great wide receiver this year, and Chris Herndon. I think these guys are guys to pick up, especially for this weekend. When they play from behind, it sounds like it could be bad, but I think it lends itself to some production. Right on, guys. All right, then. I mean, now it's time to get to the burnouts and. Well, we all had some pretty solid picks last week on this, and Rich, you did say you are going to try to track some of this stuff that we're laying out there uh, for the whole season, and you know, I think that'll be interesting to kind of look back. My three burnouts, guys, I'll just start with my first one. Uh, I get a feeling one of you guys might also have this guy. I could be wrong, but I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon at the Steelers. Burnout. <laughs> yep, I had him. That's all right. That's all right. You guys discuss him then. That's fine. Yeah, I don't like the matchup at all. Uh, And, you know, is he ready to carry the full RB1 load in that offense? He's still new there. So uh, the Pittsburgh defense is just on point, Brad. Is that the same thing you're seeing? Yeah, I mean, I watched them and they held Saquon Barkley. So Mm. I think they're going to chew up Melvin Gordon. Rich, uh, who do you got for a burnout, buddy? Real quick on Gordon. I think he has a chance to pick up some stuff in the passing game. So, you know, interesting enough, you, you know, you might you might see him get a, 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 re, a receiving touchdown this weekend. So uh, just something to think about. But I, I do I do see it being a struggle regardless. Somebody I would I would steer clear of in that regard. You hear that, Toby? <laughs> That's the guy in our league who owns him. Uh, my first guy for you guys is going to be David Johnson. Uh, I think we saw a nice week out of him in week one. Um, but now we've got uh, a Baltimore matchup. I think that's going to be a lot tougher of a scenario. I think they'll play more from behind even than they were in the other game. So I think they'll be playing a little bit of catch-up. I think we'll see a little bit more of Duke Johnson this week. I think it's going to be tough sledding for uh, David Johnson when he's out there. Yeah, so my next guy, I mean, this is a bit of a layup. I picked a new guy. Oh, well, shit. All right, back off the truck. Who you got, Brad? Zach Ertz. You got anything else to say about how Zach Ertz is going to suck this weekend or what? Well, I think the, <laughs> did you anyone see Aaron Donald play? I mean, I know they got two healthy linemen back, but I'm pretty sure three are going to go out after they try and block that guy. So <laughs> I I see it going to go dare and Zach Ertz just, I don't know, I see him just kind of being phased out. He might catch a touchdown, like, you know, something small, 10, 20, 30 yards, but I see the bulk of the passing going to go dare. Right on, man. I like it. And, uh, yeah, then my guy, you know, the guy I was talking about will just be a little bit of a layup. Not even sure who would want to start him, but I'm going to say Sony Michelle at Seattle. He was recently on my roster, and I already cut bait with him. Maybe he'll be something at some point this season, but I definitely don't like that matchup. That's a good one. Yeah, you might be calling that right. It's a layup. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I think everybody out there is like, yeah, Sony Michelle's kind of garbage right now. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I got another one for you, and maybe that's kind of good here. You know, maybe people expect better out of him with some rushing touchdowns and that kind of stuff, but I foresee Cam Newton having a rough weekend. So we're we're on the same boat in that, too, that we don't like what we're going to see out of New England in that situation. All right, Brad, so we X Melvin Gordon off your list. You have Zach Ertz. Give me another burnout, buddy. I'm going to go Saquon Barkley again. I think it's going to take a couple weeks till he gets his feet going. So I think the Chicago defense is highly underrated right now. And, you know, they see a young team and they're just going to, they're going to stop him. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be six yards, but like I said, it's not going to be great. So 70, 80 yards. Will it be 12? 
<laughs> mm, it will be over 12. I'll go 13, okay. Bob. Price is right, me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark, you got one more? Yeah, I actually, uh, Brad, it's funny you mentioned that game because my guy was Daniel Jones. Um, I just think the Bears are going to get after him. You know, he may be, you know, a starter on some fantasy teams out there. Probably not a whole lot, but that's my guy, man. I'm playing a little safe this week. See how many I can get dingers on. <laughs> that's all right. You can do it that way. That's for sure. I got, um, I got one for you. I got one more. This is a big name for us, Christian McCaffrey. I, li- I like to find these Ooh. these big name guys like last week with uh, Barkley and Chubb. Um, I'm going to give you Christian McCaffrey this week. Tampa Bay's run defense has been absolutely stout for the back half of last year. And in week one, I saw exactly the same stuff out of that defense. So flying around, making plays, always jamming up the middle. Vita Vea is uh, sick as a nose tackle, really. So it's it's – it's something to watch, and and I do think Christian McCaffrey will get some in the in the receiving game, but I, I think he comes way back down to earth this week. Maybe squeaks out a touchdown. He's going to have you know one of his lowest outputs of the season. Right on, man. Well, that wraps up the burnout. So uh, take notice, guys. Uh, if you have some of those dudes on your roster, you may want to think about uh, having them ride the bench this week. Obviously, I don't know Christian McCaffrey. I don't think you'd ever bench that guy, but. Uh, Rich is predicting a rough day for him. You know, last week I offered Barkley and I would have sat him. This week I would tell you that you you still start Christian McCaffrey. It's it's hard to sit studs for sure. I I don't think you sit a Christian McCaffrey. There 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 will be situations where you can sit Saquon Barkley this year. That's these guys are underperforming, so that's that's where you'll start to get into that. It's going to be a frustrating own in Saquon Barkley this year. I think that's how I had kind of seen it before the year. I think it'll keep playing out that way. Yeah, to me, if you got a stud and he has one bad game, I'm not throwing him to the bench. He has two bad games. I'm really thinking about it. He has a third bad game. It's you sit your ass down. So <laughs> sit your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like the way he puts that. <laughs> Sit your ass down. <laughs> Three bad games? What? Whoa. Sit your ass down. We're not doing this. You are no longer a starter. I have reprimanded you. We'll talk to you next week. Stay on that bench and learn your lesson. <laughs> All right. Good, good. Oh, cool, man. All right, guys. So let's throw out a couple of kind buds uh, before we hit the Acapulco gold. So a couple of guys I'm expecting to really pop off this weekend. And the first guy I'm going to go with is going to be Roro, Brad. I believe that was the nickname you coined for him, Ronald Jones. I'm thinking he's going to have a pretty nice fantasy game on uh, Sunday against Carolina. I like that pick a lot. I like picking on those type of defenses that Carolina can get ran on. I think we saw that. I think we can almost for sure make that judgment. I don't like to make judgments out of week one, but when you see such bad defense in that regard, and especially to one unit and one facet of the game, I think it's something you try to exploit. And I think you're definitely right there. Brad, who you got for your kind buds, mine? I actually have, well, one of my own is, uh, well, actually I'm going to combine them both because they're on my team. So I don't want to do two on my team. So I think Russell Wilson and Devontae Adams are going to have both stellar 28 plus point games. I think Devontae Adams is going to kind of single himself out as going to be number one wide receiver this year. So both of your guys are on your team. 
that's that's what you're telling me. Yeah. No, 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 okay. no. Okay, so I'll just pick one. I'm going to say Adams then over Wilson. Brad's just over here rostrobating. Don't mind him. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with that? <laughs> you really love those guys. Don't, don't worry. I got some others coming here. <laughs> so wait, wait, hold on. I'm writing these down. Go with Adams. Go with Adams, and I'm crossing off Russ. Okay, all right, I got you. Adams versus Detroit. Okay, so that's one of you guys. We're just doing your first guy. So I'm up, right? Correct. Okay, I have Marquise Brown. Oh. I have Marquise Brown on my list. I think he's going to shell out this weekend. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, the the first week of the season. It's the first week of the season. They score four touchdowns, or was it? Four, yeah, four to five touchdowns. But two to Dobbins, two to Andrews. Uh, I I feel like they will try to get him involved this weekend. He had you know five catches for 101 yards. So I I see similar production, you know, but better. I see a touchdown or two this weekend. So I really like him. My next guy is going to be uh, you know I had all uh running. Well, no, I had a quarterback in there too. But uh, you know I want to get a receiver in there on one of these picks, and I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'm not that impressed with uh, the L.A. Chargers secondary and. Tyreek's just a burner, so I'm picking him to have a nice fantasy weekend. I, I like that pick. I, I I do worry just a little bit about traveling teams these first weeks. So I, I think this game that we're discussing here is going to be a little bit closer than people think. I think the Chargers had kind of a dud out of the gate, so I think they might bring a little more action in this game being their first home game. Well, they had a dud, but they got the win too, so that's nice. They did get a win. It was a sneaky win, but yeah, it was, it was still a dud, so I think they're still – they have a lot of good tape to work off of, and um, I think Anthony Lynn's going to have them pretty fired up for this game. You are right. There is a little bit of a weakness in that secondary, so I, I do imagine Tyreek Hill having a pretty nice game regardless. Yeah, I think it's going to actually be Kansas City pretty well. I think they're going to handle Tyrod Taylor on the other side. So I think, uh, I mean, as long as he, he's so hit or miss, he could 80 yards bomb 14 points or have, you know, five receptions for 30 yards so he, he's he's kind of a really tough start but he's got such speed you gotta start him all right you want to give us your last one brad or your second one my second one would be derrick henry i think Ooh. uh he eluded the end zone last last week i think he's gonna get about i'm gonna go one and a half touchdowns like they do in vegas <laughs> so one and a half touchdowns and about 150 yards so I think that's going to be a real beast game i think they're just going to run it down their throats and pound it against their division jacksonville and I don't think Jacksonville has much to deal with it, so they're going to have to just give. Rich, over to you, man. Who do you got for your second nomination of the kind buds? All right. Well, I have to play this strategically. I play I play everything as strategically as I can. So I had a decision between a running back and a quarterback. Well, I have to put – I'm going to have to go ahead and put the quarterback. I play it wiser. Most of the time our, our quarterbacks are the guys – who are involved with winning the Epic, being our Acapulco Gold pick. Um, so I'll go with my running back is Aaron Jones. Uh, I like that matchup. As you saw, Brad, you like Devontae Adams in that matchup. I think they look to get Aaron Jones a little more involved this week and make sure he gets his touchies. I could see a big game from I put him almost even into my Acapulco Gold territory. I actually had him there on my sheet. I think he has that type of a game in him, big game. Big game on board. About three touchdowns is what I'm projecting. All right. So are we ready to give our top pick? The This is who we believe will 
ascertain the top spot of the Epic Performance leaderboard right now in our league. Josh Jacobs is sitting atop that with a score of 31.9. And we're trying to pick who can go over it. And don't forget, guys, as the score creeps up in, in other weeks, you know, you can also pick that, hey, that score is going to hold because there are weeks when the score holds, obviously. But for me, I do think someone will eclipse that score, and this is going to be my Acapulco Gold and Rich. Buddy, uh, I think you're going to like this pick, and I think you'll probably be crossing your fingers that I'm not going to jinx you like I did Michael Thomas last week. I'm going to say Alvin Kamara gets it done against the Raiders and uh, has a healthy score of around 34 points. Okay, I love it. he's got to be over 31 man he's got to get that top spot it's pretty nice so yeah i think he's gonna have a good day for you there man brad seems dubious brad who's your golden goose buddy uh i actually have a little bit more of a wild card that i think you guys are gonna be a little surprised of but uh raheem mostert i think is gonna go out and get it this week he's playing against the jets defense who is not that great and a little backstory, he just had a baby. Mm. And he's going to be fired up, and I think he's going to want to come out and run. And I say him getting about 100, 120 yards on the ground, maybe 60, 60 in the air and two touchdowns. So that's what, 18, 30 to 33 points I see him getting. So big, big start from him. Brad, are you sure that baby's popped out yet? He's, he's coming. I thought it did. Weren't you in the delivery room there, Brad? No, he's not on my team. <laughs> If he was on his team, he'd be there in the hospital with a cigar and a balloon. <laughs> of course. i do anything for my team. <laughs> and he'd bring him some dinner on the way because he can't make it to dinner this week. Oh, no. i bring him at least, like, we'd have a rotation. You know, like, I would get dinner on Monday. Ross would take him on Tuesday. DK, you know, he's got to think about Wednesday, so he's always a Thursday guy. And, you know, maybe A.J. Brown pick up the slack. So, I mean, we, we all collectively, we're on a group text. Like, we work it out. We got each other's backs. Good God. Like, what do you guys do? You guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. All right, well. <laughs> you talk to them, right? You at least have a conversation with yeah, you guys. This is your right? team. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, this is weird. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. <laughs> We're the weird ones, Mark. Yep. It all makes sense now. It's us. Okay. Uh, Moster. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't know. That that seems a little out there. We'll we'll see about that one. We'll see. I told you. I told you it was a wild card. You did. You did. You said it was. You were right. Is it up to me now? Am I the last guy to go? Yeah, buddy. Who do you got for your gold nugget? Okay, so as I told you, Aaron Jones was very close to being my guy. I went with the quarterback instead, and I picked Dak Prescott. I like them to come home and get their offense wide opened up against this Atlanta defense, which seems a little prone to the passing game. And I like uh, Dallas to be hungry coming home for a home opener after their loss at L.A. I think uh, Zeke may eat, but he's going to be past the ball. So I I like Dak this week. I I like Dak actually for a rushing touchdown, and I like him for about three throwing touchdowns and a solid 315, maybe to up to about 350 yards. So that's my guy. Right on, man. I like that. You know, Dak, uh, Dak is one of those guys who can go up and get it. So no doubt, you know, he's he's in that class where he could be uh, in the top spot at some point. Faux show. Sure. All right, guys. So we're getting ready to wrap it up. And 
We appreciate everybody tuning in, and we did watch that Thursday night football game uh, wrap up. Cleveland Browns securing the victory. And uh, we were just going to talk real quick about uh, some league matchups. You know, we are uh, putting this podcast out to the masses, but we're also, you know, involved in our league, the Any Given Sunday Football League. So we do like to touch on some stuff every once in a while on that. And Rich, you have anything, any matchups you're interested in or anything going on in the league you wanted to chat about? I uh, know just a couple quick things. I, I mentioned it earlier for me. I, I, I got to play the number one guy in week two. I played the champion. Now I got to play the number one guy. You know, there's, there's, there's happenstance there, but I thought it was interesting. If you look at our schedule this week, all the one and O teams play each other. And all the O and one teams play each other. Oh, that is interesting. I thought that was just kind of an interesting little tidbit, just that popped on the schedule. You know what I always hate? Like you ever hear announcers like two undefeated teams coming in, and you're like, yeah, they're one and O. Who fucking cares? One and O. Yeah, undefeated. Yeah, who fucking cares? We'll, we'll hear it this weekend for the Cardinals and the and the Washington Football Team. There'll be That's two right. undefeated teams. Yeah. Only no one will remain. Well, yeah, of course. That's how it That's goes. How it <laughs> but I did think it was interesting that in our league, those those teams will play each other. So, you know, it's guaranteed to go a certain way. We're going to get one and ones and two and O's out of those ones. And not only that, yeah. but I will say Rich has to play those two teams the way our league is set up. We play the two team, the first two weeks in the back half of the season. So he's playing these two teams twice. So pretty tough schedule he's got. Weeks 12 and 13 are a repeat week of weeks one and two. Yeah, it's always that uh, heading into the playoffs with a little rematch action. And uh, yeah, I, that is interesting because you get to that 2-0, and o, off to that 2-0 and o start, guys. And that's always a good feeling. And you know, it's not quite enough to call it separation, but you hit that 2-0, and your team's off to a good start, and you're thinking playoffs in September, right, Brad? Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? I'm always thinking playoffs, Mark. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. All right, then. Uh, yeah, so that'll be fun, man. A lot of good matchups this weekend in our league, and uh, we'll see how it all shakes out come Monday night when we hop back on here to uh, record as we close out the week. And uh, Rich, I think you had a little something for me as far as, you know, hypothetical, maybe a, a league rule that as we head into the offseason, you know, you know, looking far ahead at this point. But it's always fun to talk about, you know, maybe something that we could implement uh, next year. So what do you got for me, man? Well, yeah, I uh, I like to always look into little tweaks to the league rules and t- types of stuff like that. And I've always been a very big proponent of points, meaning a lot of a, a lot. Um, in fantasy football, you know, the points that we score should have some, some, some meaning. I, I've always fought for, you know, the points meaning something. So when we get to tiebreakers, I like it to be points scored rather than a head to head, um, just so that there's importance placed in, Hey man, I, I scored these points during the season. So this rule, um, is something that I've heard of. I'm just want to bring it to the table. Just something that we can discuss and kind of gauge interest. I think that's how leagues should operate: is you know gauge interest and maybe have a voting process and all that kind of stuff. So this rule I, I like a lot. Something I've heard about. So what it would be: each week we would have a head-to-head matchup, and we would also have a, a, a second way for a win and a loss each week. Mm. So you'd have your head-to-head. I'd play, let's say, Brad this week. And then the second way we do a win and loss is by points each week. And the mm-hmm. top, so we have 12 people in our league. So the top six scorers every week get a win. The, the bottom six get a loss. So each week we get a win, two win and loss records. And we get 
two either wins or losses each week, basically. And that creates a record. Yeah, man. And actually, Rich, that's interesting. I've heard of that scenario and I was intrigued by it too, because really what it does, like you said, you're playing two matchups in the same week. And really what it does is it, when you are playing in your main matchup and you put up a lot of points, but lose because you happen to just play a team that went off and was on fire, right? You know, you played uh leave it on the grass last week. Greg came out of the booth and put up 133 points, you know, but Sarope also put up over a hundred. So he would have, right. if that was in place, he would have emerged from last week with a one-on-one record because he would have right. been in the top six. So I do like that idea. I, I th- think that's an interesting concept. So how do these two records go to play when it comes to playoff time? Not two records. It's one record. Each yeah. week you have the ability to win two, to go 2-0, and 1-1, and or 0-2. But when it comes to the playoffs, Brad, I believe after week 13, it just goes to your straight win-loss schedule. Oh, I see. So you would have like 26 versus 13 yeah we at the end of the season you'd have 20 it's just your record it's still a record and it still creates standings and we'd still have the backup of points as the tiebreaker but you, this is just we'd have double the games quote unquote mm-hmm. yeah i was seen as like divisional record and an overall record so i was wondering how that came into play but one big record one big record yep i'm fine with that yeah it's <laughs> cool it's cool because you know and even on the flip side of it you have teams that will emerge 0-2, so you have a really crappy week. It's it's like double damage. You know, you only put up 56 yeah. or 60 points, and you just get slaughtered. I mean, that's then you're coming out 0-2, and, and you're just like, God damn it. Yeah, I, I think it's intriguing. I, I, I haven't thought of all of the ramifications from this, that, and the other of it, but just at the initial onset of me, like, understanding what it is, I, I kind of like the idea. That's That's where I stood on it. That's why I wanted to bring it to the table. I've thought long and hard about it, and uh, I, I think I'm on board. You thought long and hard about yeah. it. All right. <laughs> it's been a whole four minutes, and uh, I'm in. <laughs> Brad put in much meditation. Time is very relative. <laughs> Smithers is kind of our resident Buddhist. He he meditates on a situation for about four minutes, and he's on board. Enlightened thinking. He's a shaman. I'll take you on a journey. No, that's cool, uh, Rich, and I like that. You know, maybe in a couple weeks here on a Thursday night, I'll throw out a uh, league rule, you know, uh, idea as well. Maybe one that we've talked about a little bit before, but we could talk about again. So that's a cool idea. All right, guys. Well, you know, it's good times. Uh, we hope everybody is listening. You know, we want to make sure we hit you hit us on social media. We appreciate it. Hit us on Instagram at Organic Football Podcast, and as well, you know, you can find us, download our episodes on the latest pod platforms. Apple Podcasts is always a huge one for us. And we like we tell everybody, Rich, leave us a review, you know, give us that five-star rating, you know, drop something funny in the review box. There's some creative people out there, so, you know, we always like cracking up and laughing. So hit us up with something. We'd appreciate it. For sure, and I, I, I liked what you said last week. If people want to start dropping us some questions in our inbox, direct message, Hit us up, man. We'll we'll try to help you out. We're definitely definitely open to helping people out with their rosters and all that kind of stuff. So uh, give us a shout, and we'll see what comes out of it. I'm actually going to correct Rich there. We're not going to try. We fucking we will. <laughs> you reach out to us, and this is a promise. We will help you. <laughs> you can put that on the board. No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't make light promises. I take them very seriously. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. 
Brad is planting his promise flag for all you listeners out there. He will hook you up with some fantasy intel if you guys reach out. So, all right, then uh, we'll go ahead and shut it down right there, guys. Catch us next time on the Organic Football Podcast. Late. Peace. Have a good day. <laughs> Have a good day. Have a wonderful <laughs> evening. All right, buddy, you need a beer, you need a drink. Fuck.